World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning out there. Kind of a little bit of confusion here today. I'm in the middle of my... You can see up there the family emblem. The computer's down. Don't know what's going on, but my multi-million dollar studio is worth about $2.50 this morning. I'm operating off of, my, uh, off of my cell phone upstairs with my wife sitting over here by the fire. She can't cook any breakfast, so we're going to have a raucous time going on here this morning. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us, man. I got, some, I got some good stuff for us to chew on. Before I get rolling too deep into that, I'm going to let Myra go ahead and pray us in. And then uh, I want you to sit back because I'm going to talk about something today. I was asking my wife, how come we don't know this? How can you go to church every Sunday and not know this? Hmm, we're going to find that out. Hey, folks, do me a favor. Don't text me because it pops up on my screen. I'm, on, I'm doing the show off of my phone. So please don't text me because it blocks up on the screen and I can't I can't see anything. Okay, cool. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. How we doing? Uh, today's hey, Myra. Reading... Myra, when you ask people how they're doing, you gonna give them a chance to respond? Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just go, go ahead. Um, the reading today will be from Revelation eighteen four through. It is written, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest ye share in her sins, and lest ye receive of her prags. For her sins have reached to heaven, Mm. and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and I'm no widow. I will not see sorrow. Therefore her prags will come in. One day death and mourning and famine and she will be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Holy Spirit, you're always welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. 
are released anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. It's great to see a lot of you down there. Not a lot, a handful of us down in uh, St. Clairsville, Ohio this last Saturday. I'm kind of confused here. Where's my, my, my camera's over here? Cameras, I got my phone upside down. See if I flip this if this messes you all up. Hang in there with me. There, I feel a little bit. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, had, had a great time down in uh, St. Clairsville, Ohio. They have a, uh, a God and Country uh, um, organization down there that has been going for a long time. And my, my good buddy, Kelly Conway, who passed away, I don't know, about, about six months ago now. Lose track of time. Uh, Kelly was the one that kind of held that event together and uh, he passed on and his wife picked up the torch and kind of ran with it. And we had a great, man, we had a great event. Great event. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more encouraged than ever, folks, that, that the problem that we're facing really is uh, we're, beyond, we're beyond talking about what's wrong and we need to move into solutions. More and more convinced of that ever, ever that uh, the more we focus on what's going on in Washington, D.C., the less effective we're going to be. That the battle that's going to be won is, in fact, going to be won at our local school boards, at our local city council meetings. And can I zoom in here on my little phone? In our churches. In our churches. And uh, I know I talked about some stuff on, on Saturday morning. I'm not bragging about me, right? Uh, look, listen out there, folks, listen. Uh, I said this to my wife yesterday. This, this is going to sound really arrogant, okay? It's going to sound really arrogant. But I need to get in front of people. You say, what do you mean, coach? The, the, the truth that we are able to give to people is so invaluable. They are so hungry for truth and for solutions. Now, how does that work? Well, praise the Lord. I got a call, uh, a text yesterday. I won't say where. It doesn't matter. From a new, relatively new viewer to Coach Dave Live inviting me to speak at their men's gathering. In fact, two of them, one in New Jersey in the last week. And I've been praying, Lord, open that door. Lord, open that door that I can get before men, that I can get before men. And I would just pray that you guys out there would, would pray that prayer with me as well. That I can get before men. Amen. That they would understand. Because, guys, you know how hard it is to try to get people to tune into this Coach Dave Live every morning at 7 o'clock. People are tired of hero worship and following people anyway. But there's a dynamic that happens. And some of you, look, this sounds, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. There's a, there's a dynamic that happens when I'm in front of people. And I, I, would just, I would just ask you guys out there, all of you out there, I'd love to come to your church. I'd love for you to put a men's breakfast together at your church so that we can inspire men to wake up and do something. Michelle just kind of chuckled over because it sounds like I'm bragging about me. You're missing the point. Boom. You're missing the point. I don't care if I get Dave Allison. I don't care if I got to come to Detroit. I don't care if I got to fly to Boston. I don't care wherever. This message needs to be, I need to get in front of men. Hey, Vinny, did that sound arrogant? I'd even come to, I'd even come to Queens. I'd even do that. You've been to Queens, brother. I, I know. You. Yep. And we have did pizza. You, Great right? time. Right? Because why? As Mark Trump would tell us, 
would tell us all, there's an energy that emanates off me. And you knew who loved it? Men. Men love it. So that would be, if you want to, Myra, you want to direct prayers, pray that the Lord would open those doors. Now look, only if the Lord wants those doors open. Only if he does. But it's really, really heavy, heavy on my heart this morning. Been heavy on my heart all weekend. That my people were destroyed for a lack of knowledge and there isn't anybody telling the truth. I'm going to lead you to something today. You're going to be glad you tuned in today because I'm going to, I'm going to open up something else. Michelle says she's sitting over here. She's usually upright. She's sitting right over here today. And I asked her a question. I said, do you ever hear it? You ever heard a sermon on this? And she said, whoa. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you a sermon on it today, okay? I'll give you a sermon on it. But before I get there, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, uh, uh, I'm working on my computer over here. Bear with me a second, because this is really kind of, this, this is a little tough for me today because of my, my, I'm not in my multi-million dollar studio, yada, 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 right? I want you to see this. Hey, Spencer, pull up a Justice Department sees its first acquittal on January 6th. Mel, I haven't forgotten you. I'll get you in here in a second. Justice Department. I want to encourage you all a little bit. So, oh, one other thing he's looking for. It might be a standalone email, Spencer. It might be. A, yeah, it's a standalone email. It's a standalone email. And here's what I want you. Here's what I'm trying to get us to see. That the first ever January 6th defendant won in court. Won in court. He didn't take a plea bargain. He didn't do any of that. Now, he's probably going to be found guilty on a couple, couple lesser charges. But the main one that they're trying to hit everybody in the mouth with, the, the, the court said, no, no, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. It's the first one to have been found uh, not guilty, I guess you would say. That's encouragement for our buddy uh, Bill Dunphy. And I don't know how much, I'm, how much in depth I'm allowed to go into to talk to you about what happened with Bill Dunphy, but uh, uh, I'll share this with me because he shared it the other day, that he's going to be arraigned uh, here soon, maybe within the next week. Maybe it's this week. I'm sorry if I don't know the date exactly. Um, he is going to be arraigned, but they believe that his trial might be as long as 12 to 18 months out before he goes to trial. And I believe that 12, 18 months is a long time for the truth to come rolling out. And as a result of that, I wanted to, Spencer, I don't even know. I, I've been so distract, distracted this morning, folks. Bear with me. I got some good stuff, but I've been distracted this morning. I don't know if you saw this, that the, one of the things, um, first one, show the D.C. tapes. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the House of Representatives is uh, moving forward with showing the, all, of the, all of the government tapes of what happened on January 6th. And it will show the agent provocateur tours. This is a good reading that I would read to you, but just put it in the chat because I can't even see it on my screen. Really, really good that we would find all those people who've been embedded, that it was a setup. If they release the 16,000 hours of video from January 6th, we'll see what happened. We'll see what happened. So this thing is just getting ready to explode. And the commentary that Spencer just put in the chat I really would encourage you to read. It's really, 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 really eye-opening. That we know without a shadow of a doubt that there were agent, government agent provocateurs who, who led that entire thing on January 6th. It was done by the government. It was a peaceable assembly. 
done by the government to make it look unpeaceful, to make it look exactly what it appeared to be. It's a great article right there. We'll put that in the chat. I'm going to shift gears here in a minute, but I'm going to go to Mel quickly because I know she's got something she wants to share. Oh, thanks, Coach. Hey, Spencer, if you put up the LibertyActionNetwork.com, thanks. Go to events, please. I've got a few new events to um, just make you guys aware of. So we've got the um, the Spiritual Warfare <coughs> Seminar coming up in Abilene, Texas. This Saturday, for people in Ohio, there's going to be a COVID Day of Remembrance, uh, especially for those people who died in nursing homes and things. But um, anyway, that's something that was put on by – that's going to be put on by a group in, in southeastern Ohio. And then we've got two events coming – well, yeah, two kind of the same events, um, Diana Ketterman um, in March, um, Famine in the Land. So um, there are two different sessions of that. That's why they're, they're, it's on there twice. And I did get the Kentucky Huddle put in, the uh, Medical and Legal Truth. That's going to happen on Friday the 24th and Saturday the 25th of March. And then we've got um, Tom Dunn's Out of Darkness happening later that next weekend in March. So anyway, if you're curious as to what's going on, feel free to check out the events page on the LibertyActionNetwork.com. Hey, man, Mel, thanks. Folks, continue to check there because we will have different things going to pop up there. And I want to tip my cap and let, uh, <clears throat> let Clay Parker know I was proud of how well he performed on, on um, uh, the Brideon show. He sat in for John Diamond, Clay Parker, and Ohio Brett did it. And... Uh, it's a whole nother it's a whole nother issue that I want to talk about. I'm not gonna do it right now, but uh they did they did a great job. They did a great job. Um how do I say it? I'm I'll, I'll say it in the after show. So so here's the sermon. <clears throat> here's the sermon. I asked I asked Michelle, you ever heard a sermon on this? You ever heard a sermon on this? <clears throat> Hang on again. <laughs> Have you ever heard a sermon on this? Um, Spencer, if you could, I, did, I didn't give it to you, brother. I'm, folks, please bear with me. I would get really distracted. My phone's about this big, all right? And I'm trying to see, and it's tough. I got my computer over here, so bear with me here this morning. Spencer, if you could pull up Genesis 1. Now, bear with me, because I'm going to pull it up here on my, my screen as well, because I can't see it. <clears throat> Maybe somebody who can see it would read Genesis 1 for me. Hey, 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 listen, listen. Silver. You've had, uh, silver? Uh, silver? Yes, yes silver. sir. Go ahead, because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you this. You've never heard a sermon on this in your church in your life. Go ahead, Joe. Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Stop. And the earth. Stop. <clears throat> How many of you believe that to be true? You can raise your hand. You don't have to say anything. Say, yeah, I believe, I believe Amen. that. I believe that. I believe that. All, I see all your hands are up. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everybody's hands up? Good, good. Oh, I see all those hands over there. Good, 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 good. So why the hell don't we teach that to our kids? In school. Boom. In school. Why is it that Christians in particular, can I tell you the truth? I'm, I'm heading somewhere. That Christians in particular believe in evolution. Christians believe in the theory of evolution. Now, do me a real quick favor there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Spencer Producer. Pull up Mr. Webster for us. <clears throat> Pull up Mr. Webster. 
And Mr. Webster, look up theory. And, and then Joe, read for me what that says, because I can't see it. Okay, theory, it's a noun. Speculation, a doctrine or scheme of things, which terminates in speculation or contemplation without a view to practice. Okay, stop a minute, Joe, stop a minute. Hey, Spencer, what's speculation? Read it when it pops up there, Joe. No results found. No, no results found. Found. Does anybody have to know what it means to speculate? Yes, we got to speculate, Coach. Okay, what speculate mean, Joe? To meditate, to contemplate, to consider a subject by turning it in the mind and viewing it in its different aspects and relations. As so, to Okay, speculate okay. on political events to speculate on probable results of a discovery. Okay, so let's go back, man. Let's go back to theory or whatever it was. Let's go back to theory. Is that what we had up there before? Theory. Theory means to speculate, right? R read that again, Joe. Speculation, a doctrine or scheme of things which terminates in speculation or contemplation without a view to practice. It is here taken in an unfavorable sense as implying something visionary. An exposition of the general principles of any science as the theory of music. Okay, so look up, is that, what is that you're looking up there? Theory, is that what you're looking up? Yes. So what's a theory? Can somebody tell me just in their own mind, what is a theory? It's a speculation, right? Speculation of what? A theory of what is theory? Hang on a minute. Is the theory proof? No, coach. It's a hey, guess. folks out there, is the theory truth proof? No. Is the no. theory proof? No. If a guy shows up and to do an investigation on a murder scene, do they come in and find blood on the ground and say, whoop, there's the proof? Or does that lead them to speculate? a theory of what happened in the room. The blood on the floor isn't proof. The blood on the, on the floor is evidence of a crime, but now you're required to speculate on exactly what happened in that room. Y'all with me? Now, I want to ask you a question. Doc, uh, Dr. Paul and anybody a lot smarter than me, do they teach to our American children Evolution as theory or fact? I would say that they throw it out there. And, I, you know, I took a course at Duke University. It was called exactly that. And to be honest with you, I think some people just buy into it as truth. They can't. That's right. That's right. So, so we have two different theories, at least two different theories that are working. What's a theory? Speculation. We have the theory of evolution by the way is it called the proof of evolution if evolution was proven would it be a theory somebody smarter than me help me out on that if evolution was truth would it be called the theory of evolution no no no, no it wouldn't no. be no no so if creationism is a theory is it just as valid as 
evolution? It's in the same category. They're both theories, right? But in your school, and the reason I asked Dr. Paul this, hey, listen, if you think you can get through medical school without at least acting like you believe evolution is a fact, you ain't gonna make it. Because why? We teach evolution as fact. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen we do, coach. coach. Yeah, amen, Boom. we do, coach. Amen. Amen, amen. And so at the very beginning of the educational process in the children, we teach them that the first line of the Bible is a lie. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we teach them the very beginning. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I believe that to be fact. They believe it to be theory, but my theory is every bit as valid as the theory of evolution. Now, the question I'm asking you is, how many children's faith has been destroyed by the first line of the Bible? Lots. And we said, uh, let, let me ask you something. <clears throat> Where I'm going right now, look, I, I don't know if you got hands up. In there. I, I can't see any of that stuff, okay? Bear with me. I'm trying, I'm trying to go somewhere with this today. <clears throat> have you ever in your church, ever in your church, heard a pastor stand in the pulpit and explain to you why it's critical that our children not believe uh, the theory of evolution? Anybody ever heard that? Anybody ever heard that? Now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because they, the devil is, the devil's tricky, man. He's, he's subtle. He's subtle. He's subtle. So they tell us that there's a separation between the church and the state. And so therefore, you can't bring creationism in because it's religious. You get it? You get it? Huh? You get the game right here, right? No, Not allowed to talk about religion. So therefore, you eliminate one of the theories and you're only left with one. You're only left with one. The theory of evolution and they don't even call it a theory anymore at least they don't even teach children what it means what a theory means and as a guy who every once in a while gets the opportunity to go in and speak to high school students i'm going to tell you something if you're looking at me or not i don't know hey i'm going to tell you this they believe evolution is fact i'm sorry yeah evolution they believe evolution is fact all the schools teach evolution is fact the origin of species they teach it as fact. Hang in there with me. I got so much stuff up on my screen. Where am I here? That's not it. That's not that. Right here. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Okay. So pull up that uh, Spencer if you can. The evolution chart email. Oh, I, I can't see it. Silver, I'm going to need you today. This popped, this popped into my email this weekend, and it made me get thinking about it. How from the very, 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 very beginning, they teach lies to our children. They teach lies to our Christian children as fact. And in fact, I'm going to tell you this, because I worked at a Christian school for a while. The Christian school teaches evolution. Now, why does the Christian school take, teach evolution? Well, the Christian school teaches evolution 
because the parents want the child to graduate from high school and get into college. And to get into college, they have to know that lie. They have to know and repeat and understand that lie. Anybody picking it up what I'm saying here? Anybody at all? So Amen, this, coach. So, so this, yep. see, this is, more, this is far more serious than we understand. This is far more serious. How many of you have gone to your pastor and asked your pastor, hey, pastor, would you do a series rather than on how to get healthy, wealthy, and wise, rather than how to live my best life now, rather than how to get through life without headaches and heartache, rather than doing that, pastor, what if you got in the pulpit and taught our people the lie of evolution, the holes in the evolutionary theory? Anybody ever had that done in their church? No, no, right? So silver, this, I'm, I can't see it. Okay, so Joe, you got to help me out here, man. I'm ready. Let's, let's walk through this chart here, Joe. Let's, let's read what this chart says. My, my computer, I, I, I hate my computer. <laughs> Not now, get out of there. Sorry, folks, sorry, Joe, folks. Okay, now, I, oh, no, that's not, that's the tree of life. Now, I want, wait a minute, I'm looking for what Joe's got right on his screen right there. Hey, Joe, as, I, as I'm messing around here trying to find it, go ahead and go ahead and start going down through that thing, buddy. Okay. The vanishing case for evolution. Evolutionists allege that evolution is a proved scientific fact based on a multitude of scientific proofs, but they are unable to document even one of these supposed proofs. Say it again, Joe. They are unable to document even one of these supposed proofs. Are they teaching it in their school as proof, Joe? Oh, yeah. They're teaching it as... Christians are paying money to the schools to teach something that they don't, they don't, even, they don't even proof of? Keep going, Joe. I'm still trying to find it on my chart. I don't know where it is. Go ahead. The altogether missing evidence. No evolution at present. The lack of a case for evolution is most clearly recognized by the fact that no one has ever seen it happen. No new species. Darwin never really did discuss the origin of species in his On the Origin of Species. Not only could Darwin not cite a single example of a new species originating, but neither has anyone else. <laughs> in all the subsequent century of evolutionary study. No one has ever produced a species by mechanisms of natural selection. No one has gotten near it. Okay, hang on, Joe. Hang on, folks. Look, folks, this is something, this is one of the tricks they play. I'm not boring you today, am I? Because I, I, I was talking to my wife about this, and she's just kind of scratching her head. Saying, Man, I know, I know, I know, I know. Folks, do you know the difference between microevolution and macro evolution. Micro means small, small, micro evolution. See, here's what they do to us. They say, oh, you Christians, you don't believe in evolution. You don't believe in that. I believe in evolution. I believe in micro evolution. But remember this, folks. It is survival of the fittest. In evolution, listen to me, evolution creates fewer species, not more species. Why? Because the weak ones die out. Boom. The weak die. Amen. And as a result, we start with a whole bunch of them, 
And if we really had evolution, there would be fewer species because why? It's the law of the jungle. Only the strong survive. But see, they want to flip it on its, on its head and say, no, no, we have macro microevolution, micro, micro, microscope, microscope, small things. We, we all, you, I, the whole world, we believe in microevolution. I believe that you can breed a cocker spaniel with a cock with a doodle and come up with a cock a doodle, but they're both still dogs. Micro evolution changes within species. Different kinds of dogs, different kinds of cats. Right? Are you with me? Huh? Huh? Have we ever yet been able to breed a man with a cow? Have we ever been able to breed a man with a fish? Have we ever been able to breed a fish with a raccoon? Have we ever been able to breed? You get what I'm going on? So microevolution is evident is changes within species. A German shepherd and a poodle create a new style of dog, microevolution, but it is still a canine. You with me? You with me? So macroevolution is that two different species come together and they create a brand new animal. That's called macroevolution. Are you sitting down? There's not one evidence, not ever, not anywhere, not one fossil, not anywhere, ever, 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 that produces evidence of a change from one species into another. Why? Because it cannot happen. Why? Because God created them after their own kind. Are you picking this up, folks? Oh. Hmm? Now, I'm going to ask you something. Hang on here. You think the average Christian understands this? Huh? Do you think they do it? And what is the what is the left what does the left do to us? They call science not. Oh, you don't believe in evolution? No. I, well, I believe in microevolution. I believe in I believe in changes within species. I know this. Michelle and I got together and we copulated and we created three brand new uh, children and they're all humans. Ain't none of them a dog. Ain't none of them a cat. Ain't none of them a rat. Ain't one none of them a wolf. They're all children. And there aren't any wolves out there who've bred with birds and created human beings. It's foolishness, but yet we let them get away with it. Boom. And the average Christian. Okay, uh, time, time to confess. Time to confess. How many of you would say right now, Coach? Well, I never knew that. I never knew the difference between micro and macro. I never knew that. Anybody going to confess? That's all right. That's all right. Pick us back up, Joe. Pick up back up where we were there. Okay, Coach. No known mechanism of evolution. Folks, these are facts now. And they're teaching these lies to yours and my children when we put them in government schools. And the Christian school isn't even countering it. The, the Christian school just says, well, we don't believe that. We believe in creationism. But by the way, here's the evolution lie. Here you go. It is also a very curious fact that no one understands how evolution works. Oh, really? <laughs> go ahead. I'm reading over here. Evolutionists commonly protest that they know evolution is true, 
but they can't seem to determine its mechanism. <laughs> no fossil evidence. It used to be claimed that the best evidence for evolution was the fossil record. But the fact is that the billions of known fossils have not yet yielded a single, unequivocal, transitional form with transitional structures in the process of evolving. Folks, a transitional form is somewhere along the line. If a fish grew legs and crawled out of the water and became an alligator, which is sort of what they would want us to be, there would somewhere along the line be a skeleton of that transitional thing. You understand what I'm saying? That somewhere along the line, we would find a lot of fish that had legs. And we don't, there aren't any. There are no transitional fossils. Why? Because it didn't happen. It's a theory, Joe. It's speculation, right? Totally. Totally speculation taught as fact. Now, hey, they laugh and say the Bible's not. You can't prove the Bible. Well, <laughs> you can't prove evolution. Boom. But yeah, you teach it as fact. The church has dropped the ball. Keep going, Joe. This is good. Hey, somebody out there say, Coach, this is good, so I feel better. Say, Coach, this is good. Coach, this is excellent. Thank you. Very good, Coach. Okay, good. Because we, if, if we don't get this, if Christians don't get this, see. Go ahead, Joe. No order in the fossils. Not only are there no true transitional forms in the fossils, there is not even any general evidence of evolutionary progression the actual fossil sequences. <laughs> Keep going. No evidence that evolution is possible. Possible, Joe, is even possible. There's no evolution, no evidence that a bird became a frog or vice versa. No evidence. The basic reason why there is no scientific evidence of evolution in either the present or the past is that the law of increasing entropy, or the second law of thermodynamics, contradicts the very premise of evolution. What's the second law of thermodynamics, Joe? Does it say there? I can't see my chart. Thus far, no. <laughs> okay. What uh, is the second law of thermodynamics? I used to know it, but I don't okay, remember. The second law of thermodynamics is basically this. Things decay. They do not get better <laughs> all right look at yourself you decay it's the natural look out of my woods i'm looking right now out of my woods i see a lot of dead trees because why the natural order is decay things die okay go ahead joe the evolutionist assumes that the whole universe has evolved upward from a single primeval primeval particle to human beings. But the second law, the one of the best proved laws of science, says that the whole universe is running down. Yes, it's, it's decaying, it's, it's getting worse, it's dying. That's the law. Go ahead. No evidence from similarities. The existence of similarities between organisms, whether in external morphology or internal biochemistry, is easily explained as the creator's design of similar systems for similar functions. But such similarities are not explicable by common evolutionary descent. He used the same common dirt on every animal. 
and some animals he gave wings, and some animals he gave claws, and some animals he gave beaks, and some animals he gave teeth. You, are you with me? Male and female made he them, right? Male and female, right? Of every species. In fact, we know this, that Adam and Eve named them. They named them. And we've seen no cross-pollinization, no fossil record that a mammal ever became a bird. None. By the way, hang on. They'll produce evidence. Hey, folks, is evidence proof? No, they get us for that, don't they? Say, well, there's all kinds of evidence. Yeah, I know there is all kinds of evidence, but any proof. Keep going, Joe. No recapit, excuse me, no recapitalization or vestigial organs. See, we say, what, what the hell does that mean, Joe? What the hell does that mean? Well, see, that's scientific words they use to confuse you, right? They don't right. want you to know those words because if you knew those words, you would be smarter. Go ahead. What is a vestigial organ? The old arguments for evolution based on the recapitulation theory, the idea that the embryonic development in the womb recapitulates the evolution of the species and vestigial organs, useless organs, believed to have been useful in an earlier stage of evolution Joe, have long been discredited. Joe, that's why I have an appendix. It's part of evolution, right? Your appendix, it doesn't serve any purpose. See, that's evidence of evolution. Go ahead. There is clearly no scientific evidence for evolution. The absence of evidence does not by itself prove creation. Nevertheless, special creation is clearly the only alternative to evolution. Amen. Creationists prefer the reasonable faith of creationism, which is supported by all the real scientific evidence, to the credulous faith of, ev of evolutionism, which is supported by no real scientific evidence. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, go real quick. I see. I don't know. I'm sure I got some hands up. Hang on a second. I got to get some of this stuff in here real quick. Go to uh, uh, the evolution. I, I can't see which one you got there. The video. This drives evolution is crazy. Uh, I'm going to show you and take it to the uh, eight minute and fifty second mark. Not that one. That's that's it. That's a lie. Hands Put that Christian. back up there. Put that back up there, Spencer. That's a freaking lie. That's a lie. The tree of life. It's a lie. It's all speculation. They put it out there as proof, proof, proof. Here's where they all came from. Um, um, and they don't know where the first one came from. They never tell you where the first cell came from. See, oh, and isn't that funny that Darwin's, Darwin's theory was called the origins of species, yet he never talks about the origins. Darwin was a dope fiend anyway. <laughs> Hang on, okay. So put up that video that uh, it's got, the dri this drives evolutionists crazy. Keep going, there it is. Put it at the A minute and 50, 50 second mark real quickly. And uh, let's watch this, go ahead. Being compared to the genetic information in a specific kind of creature, dogs for example, to help us understand how changes in living things can happen without them evolving. If we start with two decks, shuffling each and dealing half of the cards from one deck and half from the other deck into a new deck, we would see the new deck we created would be different from what the first ones were originally. And if you keep doing this, the decks will change every time you deal them. Some decks will look more similar to others, 
and some will be very unique. But because there's a limited amount of cards to start with, they can only vary so much. It's like the dog kind. You can get chihuahuas, beagles, poodles, or Great Danes, but they're all still dogs. And the big takeaway is this. No matter how long you deal these cards, shuffling and dealing cards won't create new cards with brand new symbols that never existed before. You might get decks with more red than black cards, specific combinations of big and little cards. You might get crumpled, damaged, or worn out cards, but it will only produce combinations of the various symbols you already had from the decks when you started, and they will never produce new cards with new symbols that never existed before. Dogs never have offspring with wings, for example. As a matter of fact, if you were able to keep doing this, eventually you might lose some cards, and some decks may not even contain certain cards anymore. Some decks might not have any twos in them, or some might not have any queens, for example. And this is what natural selection does. It simply selects from what's already available. It doesn't add new, never-before-seen cards, so to speak. Boom, As boom, professor- boom, put this in the chat. This is, that's, a fa- that's a fabulous video from the beginning. Fantastic, Coach. Huh? Wow. What a picture that is, right? Excellent. Huh? You still have cards. You don't all of a sudden come up with a card that's got uh, 20 on it. You don't come up with a card that's got a hundred on it because why? You're working out of a limited a number of cards that were created, and you can shuffle them all you want, and it doesn't change the cards. One more thing, and then I'm gonna open it up. I gotta get out. I got maybe I'll do four days on this. Pull up uh, Ken Hovind. Pull him up there real quick. It's only three minutes, but it's worth watching. Chicago. Right here, Doctor Dino. Doctordino.com. Ken Hovind. Go ahead. Uh, the evolution of dogs from wolves. Well, duh, nobody's arguing about that. Yeah, dogs yeah. came from wolves, okay? Watch how they change the definition for the kids. They say, okay, boys and girls, evolution is change over time. Uh, is that really what they mean? Watch this carefully now. In other words, living things have changed over time. Wait, 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 are you going to skip over the first four? They just want to bypass the first four stages like it's not part of the theory? Well, then you don't have a coherent theory. Then they say, evolution is defined as a change in species over time. Now they're down to what I believe in. I think species can change. I think you can get some really weird varieties of animals, but they're still the same kind, okay? This is a lie, kids. That's not really what they mean by evolution. They want to give you examples of number six and make you believe that the whole theory has been proven. Don't get brainwashed. Most evolutionists will say, well, macroevolution is just micro with longer periods of time. No, it's not. They had a big conference on this very question in Chicago. They said the central question of the Chicago conference was whether the mechanisms underlying microevolution can be extrapolated to explain the phenomena of macroevolution. The answer can be given as a clear no. It doesn't work. Variations happen, sure, but they have limits. Did you know farmers have been trying to get bigger pigs for a long time? You think they'll ever get a pig as big as Texas? Nah, I bet there's a limit in there, okay? Roaches become resistant to pesticides. Do you think they'll ever become resistant to a sledgehammer? Probably not. See? There's a tiger had three kittens, all different colors, same litter. That's variations, but it's still a tiger. That's not evolution. They always end up producing the same kind of offspring, just like the Bible says. 
The information for the new variety had to be in the gene code already or it couldn't produce it. No new information is ever added. The gene pool of the new variety is always more limited. Somebody spent years crossbreeding dogs to develop the Chihuahua. All that money to make a dog that's 100% useless. I mean, think about it. How long would the Chihuahuas last in the real world? Turn them all loose into the woods. Watch what happens. They'd run up to the wolf. Yep, 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 yep. Crunch. End of gene code, right? Genetic information is lost, not added when you get a strange variety. Real evolution is an increase in genetic complexity. We don't ever observe that. Now, I grew up in Illinois, corn country. Did you know there are so many kinds of corn up there, they have to number them? You'll be driving down the highway and there's a sign that says BX65. Don't mix it with XL29. Something will explode. But folks, you can crossbreed corn from now till the cows come home and you are always going to get corn. You're never going to get a hamster or a tomato or a whale to grow on your corn stalk. It just ain't going to happen, okay? There's a whole variety of dogs in the world and they might have had a common ancestor. A dog. There's BBC News. It looks like 95% of current dogs came from just three original founding females. Hey, they're getting closer. Right here it says, Today's dogs come in all shapes and sizes, but scientists believe they evolved from just a handful of wolves tamed by humans living in or near China less than 15,000 years ago. They're getting closer. Cool. All right. Folks, this is so critical. The Christians understand what? Understand it. Yet we never, ever, ever cover. Okay, uh, some producer, somebody, Chad, open the door. Mark Trump, I saw his hand. Come on in, Mark. Put that in chat, please, the last one. Yeah, put, in, put all that in the chat. Go ahead, Mark. Somebody else run this. I can't see anything. Yeah, I'm okay, Coach. Okay, next. Yeah, hey, if you start with Ken Hoven, I love Ken. He's, he always starts with Genesis 1-1, and he says, God said, in the beginning, God. That's what I believe. You believe, in the beginning, rock. That's where we, in the beginning, that's where we stop. That's right. where we stop right there. You believe in the beginning rock. Amen. Amen. Put that in the chat. Dr. Dino. That's D-R-D-I-N-O. Dr. Dino.com. That's Ken Hovind's website. All kinds of unbelievable stuff on there. Folks, they are, they are telling us the biggest lie ever perpetrated on man, and the average Christian doesn't even understand it. Who's next? Hey, thanks. Now, you have to understand what we have is not a theory. We have a revelation, okay? God has told us what we need to know about he made it and why he made it, okay? This is the whole thing. We start acting like, oh, this is a theory. And, and does science tell us truth? Do you know how much science is lying to us? I mean, we've seen it so much today. But these guys, <laughs> these guys are... <clears throat> working in the dark, okay? And we, we have to <clears throat> end up what? By the, the way, the, va the vaccine on, on the character of God. How does he how does he work this out over over the over the over the period of years? We can see his hand of providence all 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 throughout history. That's what we need to go through. Get get off of the science stuff. The science doesn't tell you anything, all right? By the way, Bernie, the shot is gene therapy. 
changing the genetic order. That's how, that's the only way evolution would ever, by the way, it ends in death. Gene therapy ends in death. Who else? Come on in. Well, Coach, you, you don't get order out of disorder. I know the dollar bill says you get order out of chaos, but that's right. the lie from, from Lucifer, right? right. So the more, dis, the more disorderly your garage is and you got uh, 85 tools scattered throughout it, the less likely it is you're going to go do it. So your own show testifies to this today, right? Are you more orderly today? than you normally are? No. no, no. <laughs> okay. So we started an order, God's creation, and we're going into dis to do disorder. And that's why in, in, in Romans 8, it says the whole creation groans for the childbirth. The whole creation is groaning for the restoration of the new heavens and the new earth, where God will go back and reset it into perfect order. Hey, Craig, do you think that the average pastor standing in the pulpit can explain what we've spoken about here this morning? No, because most of them are, are, have gone through the system uh, right. and, the, you know, this first truth, right? Or they can't really, they can't, they haven't really thought about it to explain it to their congregation to, to, to say, look, let's change your paradigm, right? This first truth. Change the paradigm. So that means if there's order, that means there's a creator. And if there's a creator, then explain to me how you contact your creator. I can tell you how I contact mine. It's called the Holy Bible. Amen. So let me ask you this, folks, because this has probably happened to some of you out there. How many of you were raised in a family only to find out later that your dad wasn't really your dad? that they just told you he was your dad. But somewhere along the line, mommy had gone, gone into the woods and come out pregnant, and dad, being a good dad, didn't say anything about it, but he wasn't really your dad. And when you found out he wasn't really your dad, uh, you still loved him, but at the same time, you thought, wow, who is my real dad? Do you see what they're doing to us in schools? Do you see that you put a little kid in uh, Sunday school, and you teach him God created him, yada, yada, yada. And then he goes to school, and he finds out, mm, that wasn't his real dad. Who's next? Hey, Coach, there's a, a scientist down in Glen Rose, Texas. His name's uh, Dr. Carl Ball. And many decades ago, when he was a much younger man, he uh, he wanted to prove the Bible was uh, inaccurate and that uh, creation was not, was not a God act. And as he did his research, he found out that he could not disprove the Bible. And now he's got a creation evidence museum. He, he dedicated the rest of his life to get the truth out about what you're talking today. And he's got a, a creation evidence museum down in uh, Glen Rose, Texas. Clay, that's good, but uh, that's what Dr. Dino does. Uh, you know what I would like? I'd like our churches to quit talking about crap it doesn't matter, about feel-good pop psychology, and teach the people in the pew the truth, because we are losing the information war, because Christians don't know the truth. And not only don't they know the truth, 
they can't make an argument. They cannot get in an argument with a, an evolutionist and say to him, sorry, dude, all you have is evidence. You don't have any proof. Can I present to you my evidence? But the average Christian can't do that. The average Christian can simply say, well, the Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. And you guys know that one of my philosophies is always this. I always attack the other guy's argument before I tell him what mine is. And we don't even know how to attack the other guy's argument. We don't. And isn't it amazing? Transgenderism, all that kind of stuff. They're not calling that evolution yet, are they? Huh? Oh, they're heading that way, though. They're heading that way. Changes within species. See how uh, here I, uh, just like that little uh, fish had some legs that didn't work. Uh, see that little boy over there? Oh, I'm sorry, that little girl over there? She has a penis that doesn't work. That's just an appendage, a result of it. Do you see the schemes? Do you see the lies? Do you see what they're doing to us? And we as Christians, we can't even make the most basic arguments on right where it is the devil is at that moment attacking. We, we, we're incapable of doing it. Oh, we can give you 16 ways to pray and 17 ways to cast out demons and, and 48 ways to, to make more money. And, but I mean, but we, 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 won't even, we won't even take on where the real argument in the world lies. We will not engage. We're not taught to engage. Who's in line? I'm getting, I'm getting ticked off. Go ahead, Dr. Paul. Anyway, coach, uh, I, I, I keep things simple because I'm kind of simple, right? So yeah. if you uh, don't believe in God, you'll believe in anything, right? Mm -hmm. You know, medicine is one big theory, one big lie after another, and it yep. just... And, and it, it was never supposed to be that way, right? So here we are, and that's, it's done deal. But Darwin was a mason, right? I yeah. hope you guys realize that because, I mean, it, it's truly demonic. And if you just look at a horse and a donkey, yeah, you make a mule. That's not a new species, right? That's right. Right? Because that, that, that uh, mule can't breed to make more mules, right? And it's as simple as that. You're not going to, you're not going to, Man is not going to crack God's code, the genetic code. And as far as the second thermodynamic rule, yes, we get diminished physically, but energy is changed, right? So we're supposed to gain spiritual energy in the end, in our lives, in our wisdom, right? And sometimes we do that, like this blessed group. You know, I'm just absolutely amazed to be here. Thank you, Coach. Great. Thanks, Paul. And you, folks, we can't even defend our own faith. Somebody say amen. We can't even defend our own. I can tell you this. Our kids sure can't defend their faith. They walk into a classroom and they're talking about evolution and some Christian child's in there and wants to question it. They will laugh him out of the room. You know that. They will. Myra. Was Myra next? I can't see the screen. Randy's got his hand up. I see Randy. Go ahead, Randy. Randy's hands up. Go. Coach, it's no wonder that the church can't hardly advance the kingdom if, if they can't defend the faith, right? That's right. That's right. We, we believe the devil. We put, we put our kids into 
the devil's school where they teach the doctrines of demons and we can't figure out why we lose our children when they go to college. We can't figure it out. To get out, get outside the influence of mom and dad, they hear all this other stuff. Yeah, amen, Randy, amen. Hey, thanks coach. Uh, good morning team. I, you know, just, I want to tie in, of course, we all get it, but you know, why are they lying to us like this? So I really propose that there's only a few people who know the whole truth about our existence and whatever it is we're on and where we came from. But I think they keep it all compartmentalized so that the populations of the earth will never come to know their true creator God. We die in our unbelief and then our soul is forever lost. And so the best way to discredit this awe-inspiring book is to attack the very first sentence. And by nullifying that, then you can attack the entire book. And then we just blindly accept an evolution and this ever-expanding everything and whatever else they want to tap into our brain. So. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. I'll never forget the. Uh, I saw uh, Dr. Hoven tell a story one time, where uh, uh, they, were, they were talking about the origin of species, where it came, and and uh, uh, he shared the story that God, God, uh, God was. I'm losing it, but here's what it is: the, everything used in evolution, everything comes from one source. Where did the dirt? come from that man evolved out of? Where did that dirt come from? Where did the idea of life come from? Does life just evolve out of pond scum? Where we never pin them down and they will give you a theory on where it came from. But as the old story said, God rose up and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Get your own dirt. Don't use my dirt. You get your own dirt. You create your own dirt and then create all this stuff. But and otherwise, they give you fairy tales, you know, about kissing a frog and then millions of, and it turns into a prince. That's what they tell us. It just add millions of years in between that. And that's the fairy tale they tell us. And so, and just show? like Doctor said, not, there's not been one link in their chain, not one, not even a link. Not even the link, and yet we permit them to teach it as fact to our children, which, by the way, they see us as lying to them about God, and they walk away from the faith. And today, what? Christianity in America has gone from about 80% of the people to just over 60. Quickly, Mark, close us out. Yeah, why do pastors not teach it, Coach? First words in the Bible. Why don't they do it? We know they don't do it because they would be against the schools. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Huh? Amen, right? Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not, not only that, Mark, they were taught by the schools. <laughs> That's right. They're one. Amen, brother. <laughs> yep, they were taught by the – they've become great disciples of the public educational system themselves. And we are dumb enough that we've permitted them to call evidence proof. By the way, the exact same thing they're doing on the January 6th, guys. Creating evidence and calling it proof. Sorry about the technical issues. We'll get it straightened out. See you tomorrow.